everyone. Welcome to the Flourish We Grow Together podcast. I'm here, Laura DeFrancesco, and we also have Lindsay DeFrancesco and Casey Fluharty. I am the founder and CEO of Flourish Coworking Space in Westchester, PA, and we are so excited to bring our lush, inspiring space to you via podcast and have conversations that we have just day-to-day with each other, always trying to learn to grow, conversations about entrepreneurship, personal development, and getting to interview some really exciting guests that we have coming up. Before we get into the show, though, Lens and Case, I have something to tell you about. Oh my gosh. Tell me. On air. Let's hear it. (laughs) New development. Okay, Lens, I am so excited. Guess what just came in today? Oh my God. Is it your, your mountain boots? Yeah, it's my trail running shoes. I am so excited. So we're on quarantine. I'm on quarantine on a farm and I've been trail running every single day without trail running shoes and have absolutely demolished my sneakers and also just have been you know, slip it and slide it all over the mud and everything. Wow, what a good guess. I was Yeah, you're on it. Spot on. Your money lens. And then also, so Lindsay and I have been doing Every two weeks, if we work out eight times, then we get a $100 reward to put towards something. And how much did those cost me? They only cost me $40. A $40 for sneakers. Like, right. Yeah, where did you get that? Solomon's, REI. I mean, these are like $120 sneakers, and I used my REI um, dividend. And then I also have a membership perk of 20% off and they were on sale. So like $40 for Solomon's trail running sneakers. I'm so excited. That's awesome. That's insane. I spent my money on, because I did work out eight times in two weeks and I spent my, also, if you're on the Flourish online community, then you guys know about this. It's the, it's in the channel movement. Um, we have this like challenge going where everyone is involved. And if you wanted to like put up a hundred dollars after the two weeks, you can buy yours. But I bought mine on not just one, but two face creams because I could not decide. And I think I called you both. And I was like, I was like, tell me which face cream I should get because I'm so stuck. And this is, and I even last time I bought something, I called Casey afterwards. And I was like, Casey, this is the second robe that I've bought in. And I knew I changed my mind last minute. And I got something different and I knew that I wouldn't like it. And I do this every time where I buy something, last minute change my mind. And then I regret it once the thing actually comes. And I'm like, I should have gotten what I originally wanted to get. You got in the beginning. It's always, it always happens. I know. But I think it was hilarious. Casey, did you do this with you? Lindsay said, okay, well, I'm going to get these two and then I'm going to return the one I don't like. <laughs> and Laura's response was so funny. I know she told me you you went like um that's that's fine but you won't return it or something. He's <laughs> yeah, like enjoy both. Yeah, Largo's, that's good, but you're not going to return whichever one that you think you're going to return. I love that. I feel like this is literally the story of my life. Of I'm going to buy so many things, I'm going to style a shoot, and then the amount of things that get returned is not anywhere near the amount of things that should be returned. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I just like, committed to it though. I was like, now I have a day cream and a night cream because I'm going to be that extra and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be that. You know what? You should invest in your skin. So Love it. it's all worth it. True. True. I feel like I overindulged in the um, movement 
challenge thing because wait, what did you get? I moved eight times in two weeks, but I surpassed the $100 limit because I was like, you know what? My new work from home gear is basically at danger. So what did you get? I got a couple things. What did I get? Oh my gosh. (sighs) Aritzia just had really good, like basic neutral toned, like leggings, sweatshirts, sweatpants. So, you know, that sounds delicious. I got some coordinates, but I'm not mad about it. But coordinates. Let's get started. Yeah, a nice coordinate moment. Um, cool. Let's get started in talking about Flourish. Um, we're going to be interviewing Laura about Flourish today. So I feel like just basic off the top of my head, first question I want to know is like, what made you want to start Flourish? You had Dean Street Law. What was what what made you want to start Flourish? Can I tell you the true absolute reason? And you know it's multifaceted, but like the heart of it. You wanted a place to work with, with your dog. Is that it? Oh, 100%. 1,000%. And I also wanted it to be so beautiful. And truly, you cannot justify the amount of expense that we did building out Flourish just for a space for like me and Bear. <laughs> But I had that vision. I mean, we needed office space and we had the building and I had a vision of what I wanted it to look like and how beautiful it was going to be. And realistically, you just can't justify spending that much money for your own office. So I was like, well, we have a solution here. We can defray the costs. We can make it a second stream of income. So we're diversifying our income and also it's providing our our staff office space. It's providing me flex space and meeting space for my clients or prospective clients. And then it serves so many different functions. You know, we have my monthly soiree at Flourish where I invite epic women to have a meal together. It just serves as a physical space where we can do all of the things that we're passionate about in such a beautiful way. And you know, I'm just obsessed with all the plants too. Yes, it's if you guys haven't been, you have to come in and take a tour. It's really just the most dreamiest space to work. Um, I feel like also you were super interested in wanting to have kind of like a community. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what kind of community you were searching for or hoped that would form at Flourish? Yeah, I've always been in search of community and in search of my tribe. I feel like that's something that I've been working towards and cultivating for a very long time since I started my bro- my blog, Live Lovely, back in law school. And I wanted to create a community where people can walk in the door and just be themselves, show up. We have a saying, come as you are, because you can come to flourish in sweatpants or you can come to flourish in an evening gown or you can come to flourish in your in your fancy wear because you want to do a photo shoot there or something. It's truly a come as you are culture. And that was super important for me, not only to have community around that, but to have a community that all is a part of that culture, which is really cool. It's as entrepreneurs, we need support. And it's, I've always been so passionate about supporting women and entrepreneurs. And this is a way that I wanted to cultivate that community in person. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's definitely super evident, just like even with the soiree and things like that, it is starting to build, even though it is still, you know, it's a baby still hasn't been open that long, but 
it's a little baby it really is but it is like it's crazy it's just kind of like the energy that you wanted to put into it and it's coming back out it's like what you wanted to attract is kind of the community that's starting to be built there yeah yeah I so believe go ahead Lens. oh I was just gonna say I think that what I love about Flourish too is that there are other co-working spaces in the area but like Flourish is so different and I think it's awesome because there's a place for everyone. So like we're not the typical like suit and tie office place and I love that. Like I love that I can go there in my sweats and feel comfortable and like have a productive day, meet some really awesome people. But um but it's not like your typical office space which I think is great because we attract that certain person, typically females who need a space and like it serves with their workflow and like what their work style looks like. So I think it's awesome. Just like wherever you want to co-work, there's definitely a space for you. And I think that we offer something a lot different than what co-working spaces are offering already. Yeah. I really wanted to create a space that felt like home. And as you can see in the decor and the plants and the pet friendliness, it's so much an extension of my home and who I am because I just... I hadn't ever been to a co-working space and I didn't want to go to a co-working space before opening Flourish because I wanted it to be a true actualization of what was the vision in my mind. And to me, that's working from home, working comfortably. As an attorney, I've worked 20-hour days, 19-hour days, multiple t- days in a row, and I've had to do it in stuffy, casual, you know, business casual wear that's just really annoying. And I just feel like there's such a stigma sometimes around what you wear to the workplace and that being an indication of the quality of work that you can produce. And I don't think that you have to dress a certain way or look a certain way to have really incredible work product. So I wanted to create a space that felt like home and that empowered you and supported you in your best work, but also somewhere that you can show up in your sweatpants and be comfortable because you're just going to hunker down and get things done. I love that. I love also the idea of like not visiting other co-working spaces just to make sure that Flourish is coming out exactly how you envisioned it without kind of like the outside noise. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes if you're looking at what other people are, are doing and not just like focusing on your own lane, you can be easily distracted and maybe your vision starts to change. So I think that that's super valuable. Like you have a vision and you know, you have an idea like just keep going. Like, don't look around to a lot of other people if, you know. Totally agree. I feel like, and that's just like the comparison trap that like, it's never beneficial to focus on what other people are doing because look like they had to start somewhere else too, you know, and what their journey and what their path and their mission and method may look different than yours, but it doesn't mean that either of them aren't equally as valuable, you know? And I think this crosses over so much too, not just with our co-working space, but truly no matter what you're interested in doing, whatever mark that you want to make on the world, you can do it in such an impactful way that's uniquely you. And I think to do that, you really have to close off the input of information that you have in your life. And a lot of that is closing off social media, closing off digital distractions, and really spend time with your thoughts and ideas and dreaming big so that you can 
make those a reality and you'll find that they're going to be so unique and different than anything because you are so unique and different than anyone else. I love that. That's such a good point. So you guys both started, you know, Flourish and took it from ideation to launch. What would you say like over that time period was your biggest challenge while trying to bring Flourish to fruition? Lens, can you answer this? Because I have a feeling what you're going to answer. I think I know what you're saying, but I was going to answer and say something different. No way. I was just going to say managing contractors for sure. Yeah. One of the absolute hardest things that you do in a build out. Yeah. I just, I literally just took my pen and I put it down to get into this part of the podcast because I'm like, oh my God, this is such a struggle. Um, And like, mind you, while we were building Flourish, we were also starting a podcast and we were also running Dean Street Law and like trying to still build that and like keeping momentum. We were also like trying to figure out who we were going to hire for the community manager, for the assistant community manager. So like so many things were going at once. It was really, really intense. And I think that me and Laura both got burnt out by the end of it. And like we did mandatory vacations for each other. I told her we wouldn't take vacation case. I told her you have to take vacation. You're not allowed to not take vacation. And she was fighting me on it. I know. Well, Laura fought, fought me on it too. And she took a staycation and basically worked the entire time. And I was like, this does not count. She would email me. She would email me or text me about work. And I, I would, I physically did not talk to Laura for like that entire week because I was like, if you talk to me, you're going to start talking about work and we're, this is not what that's about. <laughs> I know. Oh I, was, I was so pissed off too. I was like, she is purposefully ignoring me right now. I cannot believe. I know. Oh but, I love that. but the biggest challenge I definitely think was managing other contractors specifically because me and Laura are the type of person who like, if we don't know how to do something, like we get on YouTube, we get on Skillshare, we do whatever, but we learn how to do it. And like, And we always like go by the method that like every single position in the company, like we need to know how to do it ourselves. So we're very like hands-on people. Like if there's a problem, we roll up our sleeves and we're like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to get it done. But like with contractors, you can't really do that. Like, I don't know how to install or build a countertop, you know? So all those different things, it was really, really tough. Yeah, that's rough. I actually follow a girl on Instagram called Arrows and Bow, and she does a lot of home reno stuff. And she always says that managing contractors and like project management is a full-time job in itself. And she's like, you have to be on site almost every single day to like, you know, keep things moving and stuff like that. So that's very good insight. I feel like people don't realize that. I am. But I was going to say something different on like what I think the biggest challenge was. Which I know what that is. I think I know what that is. Oh, okay. Right. I feel like this is no longer a podcast interview. This is like, can we read each other's minds? (laughs) Yeah. From across state lines. Tell me that. What are you, what were you thinking? Financially. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. I was going to, I was, I, I do think that was a very big challenge, but I know that we're going to talk about that like after this. So that wasn't what I was going to say, but I, I, but we do need to talk about that. I think that the biggest challenge was one, like never doing this before. I think especially for me, like I have taken a new venture business class. I've taken like business management before all those things, but actually like putting it into play was like super challenging. And also just 
you don't even know how many things, how many lists it takes to do something like this. Like just like setting up the printer takes a whole entire like five task to do list that doesn't just like happen in a day, you know? So I feel like all of the little things that like you never have to do until you start a business is really hard. I know it truly is. We had lists upon lists upon lists. And this is one of the things where I'm glad we didn't know how hard it was going to be before we jumped in because Mm -hmm. I just would have never expected the amount of work that would take. I'm thinking like a build out. We didn't have too much quote unquote things to do. We did end up having a lot of things to do and everything just continued to be much, much more than I would expect and takes so much more time. Thankfully, Lisa helped us out with Sonos, but she spent like solid three days on the phone with Sonos trying to get it set up. How many days did we spend on internet? Because we had so many internet issues and hello, if you're a co-working space and don't have internet, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Literally, if you don't have internet, you don't have business. So if you were with us on one of the first days, you probably realized that like our internet sucked we had to completely like cut off our old contract and get a new contract. And now we have like a boss internet system. And I kid you not, we have the best speeds in Jester County. Don't quote me, but I'm, I would put money on it. Oh my gosh. Though, so our router is like a little alien spaceship because <laughs> Jane is a gamer and he like knows all about internet speeds and everything. And he was geeking out on us. Freaky hooked us up. didn't have this. So he like hooked us up, told us what we needed. And this thing is like a spaceship. It is so good. Yeah, it was like a $250 router. Yeah. I didn't know that, but it works, so. (laughs) It's wild. Yeah, Shane, I told him that we had Comcast, and and, am I allowed to say that? Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. It's like, you don't have Fios? It's like, what are you doing? Gosh. Well, you know, just for anyone listening, Fios over Comcast, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, which was after we had already canceled our Fios. So we had Fios, canceled it because we didn't like it, got Comcast, decided to get Fios again, but keep them both at the same time so we could work out the issues and test them both. (laughs) Then finally canceled Comcast. But it just shows you that like when you're building something out, like expect there to be road bumps, like make time for the fact that there will be road bumps. And like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because now we know like what our best internet is, you know? And I'm sure that like that happens with a lot of different businesses and different aspects, but like you truly grow from like making mistakes. Oh, absolutely. And I think that mindset for that is so important. You have to be okay with the rocky rolly roller coaster that any business is going to be. And Really, whenever these things happen, you just let it roll off your shoulders. Oh, you know, what was supposed to cost 4200 just cost ten grand. And I know that that's not the easiest thing to say, but truly, these things are just going to happen. They're meant to happen. They're a part of the journey and a part of the experience. And you have to really be resilient and not let any of these setbacks or challenges or changes of course get to you and just like let it all roll off your shoulder focus on the next thing there's nothing keep moving forward yeah keep moving forward just keep positive mindset and don't let these things pile up as roadblocks for you because i think someone with a negative mindset would easily be like oh well 
I need to throw in the towel because this is clearly not working out. Yeah, that's such a good point too. What do you guys feel like was like the most rewarding part about building out Flourish? I love the people who come and the people who tell us their experience at Flourish is so rewarding and unbelievable. People tell me that they feel the energy of the space and they feel our energy and how it empowers them and inspires them. And that's always been my number one goal in life is to empower and inspire and support millions of women and entrepreneurs. So to have that tangible of an impact on people is so incredible. It seriously is. Like when I, like Case, before you, um, like finally onboarded with us and everything. I think that I was on the phone with Laura and I was like, Laura, I don't know if I can give up community manager position because I genuinely love it so much. Like I feel like the community manager position is so awesome because you get to hear everyone's story that comes through the door. And like genuinely it is like, I get chills thinking about like just how freaking cool everyone is. Like I could sit there for days, just like talking to everyone. And I do like, if you've ever been on a tour with me, I've probably sat for like an hour to two hours after with you just like talking. Yeah, that's so true. Everyone has like such a cool, unique story. Everyone's like doing their own thing. And I feel like sometimes I don't know. It's so hard to find or connect with people in your own like local community. But then you're like, meet all these people. You're like, wow, like it's super inspiring. Like so many people are doing so many different things. And it's just cool to be able to like connect and just hear about what everyone's doing, you know? It truly is. And I Mm -hmm. think it's really cool because there aren't too many opportunities post education to connect with really amazing epic people in the community because so many people's hobbies take a backseat to the rest of their lives and if you're interested in organizations it's usually okay I need to go to this meeting and I or I need to go to this networking event and then I need to get home and eat and I just feel like there's such an organic energy at Flourish and it creates an opportunity for people to meet other like-minded individuals which I really love. And I think that's a really unique part of the community as well. Yeah, that's so true. And I think how that happens is is because Flourish feels like you're in someone's living room. It has that relaxed vibe that like you feel okay talking to the person next to you and being like, Hey, I'm trying to build my website right now. Like, have you ever worked with WordPress before? You know, stuff like that. It's like, you feel comfortable because the environment is so chill and relaxed that like no one seems and like, it doesn't feel intimidating, you know? Yeah. I do have to say though, I think that the most rewarding moment would definitely be for me, like the grand opening that we had, which was the flourish work party. And that was like, if you haven't seen the video, I watch it in my spare time because it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) it's so good shout out because Laura's boyfriend James created it and it's literally epic like again so cute but I think that something that's really important when you're building a business is like Laura kept on emphasizing that we needed like a PR and marketing intern and like we needed someone to do PR and marketing and at first I was like, why? Like we only have like, we just started our Instagram. We only have like 20 followers. Like we don't need a PR and marketing, but like, obviously I was like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. Like, let's do it. And I kid you not, like we are successful right now because of our social media. 
Like when people walk through our door, we ask them like, oh, how'd you hear about us? And nine times out of 10, they say that, oh, I saw you guys on Instagram, like X, Y, and Z. So I would tell anyone who's starting a a business specifically like, well, I was going to say specifically a brick and mortar, but honestly, I think for any business, um, any business. Yeah. I was going to say even specifically like online, because without people making connections through internet, you have no business. But, um, but I think that that is, that drives business to you. And it's so, so important. And Laura kept on saying like, we need a PR and marketing intern who's like going to do engagement, who's going to do our social media strategy, implement our marketing strategy, do advertisement, all that stuff. And then it'll build the momentum. And we also not only like filmed and did PR and marketing for like opening, but we also did it like the buildup phase too. Like if you followed us on Instagram, like you saw that we were going in and painting, like you literally saw us as we were like, Hey guys, we're here and we're painting. Yeah. And I think that's so important for people whenever you're building something. And even if you already have something, but you are growing it, whatever phase you're in, make sure that you show people behind the scenes of what you're going through. What's your day like? What are you working on? What are your challenges? How are you handling them? Because people want to be a part of their journey your journey. And then that's going to give them buy-in so that they become not just people who have heard of you, but people who are rooting for you and want to support you. Totally, 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 totally. Yeah. What, what kind of tips would you tell like a new business or even someone who just like has like a side hustle Instagram or something like that? Because I feel like, I mean, we've only been open since January, but I mean, we have a good following. I feel like but like, what are tips for people who have or want to grow their following just to build momentum and visibility for their business? Yeah, we just did our social media and intellectual property workshop, which was phenomenal for this. We so much good information in there. And a couple of the things that we touched on is just share. I think a lot of people have hesitancy and they think that people might judge them. And people are so focused on their own lives that you know, you can share and share and share and you, you're going to over time develop the connections with people, but they might not see it at first. The algorithm, they're busy. Everybody's doing everything in their own lives. So start sharing and you will get better over time. Your quality will get better over time. Your messaging will get better over time. Just keep doing it and be consistent with it. And even if it's something that you don't think that you're qualified to share about, share how you're on your journey experiencing it. So we're on our journey as entrepreneurs. We give you our insights as what we've learned and our experiences, but in no way do we know everything. And I think that that's just an honest way of sharing and adding value to someone's life is sharing the journey that you're on. And then making sure that you're networking just as if they're standing in front of you. I think that's like one of the best tips that you could get is just to pretend that that person who's you know, a dot in a profile screen is standing in front of you and you say, hey, how are you doing? And you connect with them on a genuine level about common interests and develop relationships and add value before you try to sell someone anything. So those are, I think, a couple couple tips. Lens, do you have some that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think that my biggest tip is that you really need to learn how to welcome failure because it's going to happen and it's not going to hit the same every single time. Like sometimes it may just be like a post doesn't do well or like, 
you flopped on like your painting, maybe it didn't cost you six grand like it does, but like it may be something small, but like it also may be something really big. And, and the successful people are who get back up and keep trying. And so like, I honestly think that you just have to welcome failure and, and like know that it's going to come on. It's, it's going to come at some point, but like, you just have to keep trying. And, and it, when you try these different things, the more things that you try, the more chances at success that you have, you know? That's so true. A hundred percent. Experimentation is everything. I am constantly experimenting with strategies, connections, content, design. You constantly want to have a curious mind. And then also don't be afraid if only two people are tuning in. I mean, I went on Instagram live for almost seven months or something. And every time that I went on, there was one or two people who were tuning in. And granted, more people would watch it once once it was posted. But don't worry about the numbers because what you should consider is the impact and know that you're speaking for the people who are standing in front of you. And whether that's two people or 10 people or 200 people who are watching and consuming your content and learning about you and supporting you, be grateful for those people, serve those people well, and you will continue to expand and just focus so much more on those people in front of you than worrying about the amount of reach that something gets due to an algorithm or anything like that. I really like that because I feel like a lot of people probably get so discouraged when they're not seeing like immediate, you know, like engagement and following and just like not seeing the the visibility that they want their brand to have for people. So I think that that's really, really good advice to just like, you know, appreciate the people that you do and speak to them, stuff like that. I think that that's awesome. I'm also going to give one more thing of advice because I feel like starting your own business can feel really daunting for a lot of people. And coming from someone who I'm only 25 and I started this with Laura and we kind of like built it together and it was really overwhelming for me, but it was also my job to figure it out. (laughs) Um, Anything that you need to learn, just literally Google search. Like no one knows where they're starting off. You know, so just like if you don't know how to do something, Google search it, you know, get on YouTube. And then I think an extension of that is like if you're in a career field and you want to start something, Andy, well, you guys both know Andy. She told me how she was like, Lindsay, you'd be so proud. I'm like starting this little like side business. And she was like, you'd be so proud because I called up someone who I used to work with. And I just like chatted with her about like my thoughts and got her opinions and stuff. So like also, if you have questions, like ask someone, like ask for help, you know, like everyone wants to help people. So just like be open to like asking people for help and getting advice and getting support. I love that. What do you guys have envisioned for Flourish? To be honest, that's truly changed a lot. Originally, I had a vision of a lot of this being something where you could find one every so often as if you were finding a gym. So almost as popular as a Starbucks because our model is a lot smaller than your typical co-working space model. It's more of a Starbucks model. And so I always 
thought if you're going, if you have the opportunity to work from home and you want to make the decision to work from a co-working space, you're going to want to do that within the same radius as your gym or coffee shop. And so that was my original idea. And then to be honest, with the coronavirus pandemic, my vision is so much more different in that I want to bring this to people all around the world. And I think that one of the benefits that I've experienced through the creativity and opportunity to think and plan in this time when we're all quarantined is that why are we thinking local? We should be thinking worldly. I have all of my puppies here and he agrees. We should be thinking worldly and bringing Flourish and our online community that we have now enables us to reach so many more people. I'm excited. And I think that we did want to be like super transparent and talk about financials. Do we want to go into that, Laura? I do, but I think that we should actually save it for our next episode. So our next episode. So next episode, we're going to be talking all about the coronavirus and how it's impacted us and how instead of pausing our business, we're deciding to shift our business. So like don't pause, but pivot. And with that, We've kind of totally changed our direction because we just opened Flourish in January. And then this devastating time happened where we actually have to close our doors to the public. And like I've been telling everyone, I'm going to be real with you. Like we're not not taking a hit right now. Like we're definitely taking a hit right now. But we're also trying to mitigate the situation and implement and be creative on different ways where we can still bring the Flourish experience to people, but maybe just through an online platform. Yeah. I'm excited for this conversation that we have for our next episode. I think it's going to be really, really good, valuable, and quite honestly, very honest, very transparent, talk about numbers, talk about how much it costs to open Flourish and, you know, our ongoing um, expenses and everything and how we're handling transitioning to basically zero income. We're going to have to whip out the financial plan for 2020. I think it'll be a really good Is there anything that we didn't cover though with like building up Flourish? I think that um, we covered, you know, at least the burning questions I had to ask. So if there's anything left that you guys, you know, wanted to get off your chest or talk about. No, I think we're good. I think we, I think we got all the parts. Cool. Great. All right. Well, can't wait for next episode. It's going to be raw and real. Awesome. And yeah, so guys, subscribe and rate our podcast. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us at, at Flourish Westchester. Um, Laura can be found at Laura M. DeFrancesco. I can be found at, at Sweet Green Soul. Casey can be found at, at Casey Flu. And um, yeah, and we'll also have a giveaway going on. So if you do rate or subscribe to our podcast, then let us know and screenshot it and send it to us. And you will be entered to win one free month at Flourish. Love it. Yeah. And I think we should also include some other goodies. What do you think about including our big social media planning calendar that we did and then our self-care workbook that we did and our social media? We're going to throw in all the goods, maybe even some Flourish t-shirts, you know? I like it. All right, guys. Until next time. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone.
Um, we have such an exciting announcement. We are hosting the first ever Flourish Coworking Space Business Bootcamp. We have such a stacked lineup. It will be for three Wednesday evenings in May from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, and we will be meeting virtually on May 13th. We'll be talking about business planning and leadership management. On May 20th, we'll be talking about marketing, sales, and strategy. And May 27th, we'll be talking about business, financials, taxes, and accounting. We hope that you join us and you can use the discount code WEGROWTOGETHER for 10% off until May 1st. We Grow Together will get you 10% off. You can bundle and save. So if you'd like to attend all three workshops, you'll get one session free and save $49. But if you can't and you just want to choose one or two of those, you can still use the code We Grow Together until May 1st to get 10% off. We will have all the information linked in the show notes. We hope that you join us. And if you didn't know and you've missed prior workshops. You can always find those in the Flourish co-working shop that we have linked in the show notes as well. You can do either the social media management workshop or the money management workshop. And if you're unable to attend the sessions that you sign up for, you will always have access to the video and you can even sign up for them after or get them after in the Flourish shop. So we hope to see you there and we hope you join us. Dean Street Law is our sister company. I'm Lardy Francesco, founder and CEO of Dean Street Law. It's a corporate law firm that helps you with everything corporate law and has tons of free resources and guides on our website that you can find everything from protecting your company from liability, forming a startup, and the different types of entities, all the way to intellectual property and social media. So if you'd like some free information on the legal aspects of your business, head over to deanstreetlaw.com, and you can also find us on Instagram at deanstreetlaw. We provide a lot of free information, and always feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys.